What an insane couple days. <laughs> I'm recording this on March 13th. Um, the total dam on coronavirus broke, I guess, Wednesday? Wednesday evening? Um, it's been building for a while, and uh, Wednesday night was one of the wildest nights online I've ever seen. Um, the president addressed the nation, and everybody canceled everything. <laughs> so I don't know if... Uh, equivalent event has happened in our lifetime. I guess 9-11 would be uh, obviously totally different in what happened, but maybe similar in size. Uh, but what's crazy about this is this affects, so it affects the entire world uh, and our entire country going through a lockdown like this uh, for probably you know multiple weeks or multiple months perhaps is just really unprecedented. Um, so anyway, crazy, crazy times. Um, I wanted to send a note and talk to our team about this today. So I wrote down some thoughts over the last couple of days as I've been, you know, looking at how other leaders are responding to this and thinking about it myself. And there's there's two main things that um, that I've done, and I think they're probably truisms that most people could probably use as a structure to think through this. And number one is to take precautions. There's just some basic stuff you can do to cap your downside. Even if you don't think the extreme downside will happen, you can still cap it and limit your exposure. And number two is take advantage, aka turn this into a positive for you personally and your business. So I recorded, uh, I think the video wound up being 25 minutes that I've just sent to our team and I've stripped the audio out for the podcast. So, you know, I'm going to talk about things I'm looking at on the screen. You won't be able to see that, but you should be able to get the full context for it. And I get into some very specifics of our business that won't be directly applicable to you, but I think there'll be some good uh, principles and takeaways that that might help you if you're struggling with, how do I think about this? I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling like, man, are we going to go into a recession? Will my business tank? Will, Will this drastically affect me? Like maybe so, but those are definitely possible things. And there's you know, for many of us, there's some precautions you can take on a personal level, precautions you can take on a business level. And there's ways you can turn this into a positive on a personal and on a business level. So I talked through a lot of those examples and things I've seen and observed in the past and, you know, microcosm, but similar type of situations. Uh, so hopefully this is helpful for you as it was cathartic, cathartic and helpful for me to get this all done on paper and then to record it for the team. So hopefully it's helpful for you. I would love, there's several questions I asked through, the, through this, uh, this uh, video I recorded. Uh, so if you have responses to that, I'd love to learn from you. What are some additional precautions you could take on a personal business level? And what are some additional ways you could take advantage of this, a.k.a. turn this into a positive for you on a personal business level? If you have some of those you'd like to share to to further round out my perspective and my take on this, I'd love to, to hear from you. So feel free to share that on Twitter, Harris underscore Brian. All right, that's it. Uh, let's get into the meeting now. Here you go. Several folks couldn't be there for our noon meeting, so I thought I would uh, shoot this video ahead of time uh, so everybody could watch. And instead of me um, talking a lot during the meeting, we can just do a Q&A based on the stuff I've talked about and maybe a few brainstorms as well. So uh, two sections, two things I want to talk about. Um, one, you know, obviously the last 48 hours have been totally bonkers. Um, I don't know of any other time post-World War II where so many things have been canceled and the paranoia level has been so high across the entire world. Uh, maybe 9-11 would get in that ballpark. Uh, obviously, that was a, uh, been a big deal and sad. Anyhow, so really crazy times, crazy stuff going on. Uh, markets tanked a good bit. People are panicking. Literally everything is canceled. <laughs> pretty pretty wild. 
anyhow, so I thought uh, we would just uh, kind of get together and chat real quick about kind of how I'm thinking about this and uh, what the leadership team's been talking about and just a few adjustments and tweaks and whatnot um, as, you know, as the world and the country responds to this. So two sections. Number one is taking precautions. I think it's uh, your I think it's the responsible adult thing to do to take some precautions and how to take advantage uh, in a positive way, not a weird way of like, how do we exploit a bad situation? But how do we uh, take precautions and take advantage? Man, I'll talk through and give context for both of those things as we go. Um, so if you haven't, um, if you haven't been paying attention much at all, which I would assume by this time, the attention level is probably a good bit higher than it was 48 hours ago when I texted a lot of you about our retreat. Um, then uh, these are two links here uh, that were pretty helpful in informing me. I found them to be, at least in my evaluation, fairly politically and viewpoint neutral. Uh, this article here is a medium article with a really in-depth statistical breakdown uh, about why the numbers are so low. And despite that, like why the death numbers are so low and why despite that, this is still a really big deal and why so many uh, quarantining and social distancing measures and cancellations have been taken and why that's a good thing. Um, so I would suggest reading the article. Uh, and then this interview here uh, was done on Joe Rogan's podcast um, two days ago or so. It's about an infectious disease professor uh, talking about uh, things. So these would be two pieces of information that could help if you uh, kind of totally in the dark on things. I might suggest reading those. Um, so anyway, start with that. Uh, a couple suggestions. These are things I'm doing, um, and they could be helpful for you. So I'm going to go through some personal things here, precautions that you could take that would be good and responsible or whatnot. And then go through some precautions we're taking at the company. These might be more relevant to you just so you're informed and don't think we're just kind of sitting idly by uh, waiting to see what happens. That's the worst possible posture you could probably take in this. So yourself, uh, start with yourself, your family, your neighbors, just like on the airplane when they give the instructions to say, hey, if the cabin pressure gets low, the mask will pop out first. Put the mask on yourself and then help your kid. Uh, you you got to make sure you're, you yourself are healthy mentally, emotionally, and physically. Uh, so, um, socially distancing yourself, you know, don't go into big crowds. If you get the, if you get the virus, it most likely will not kill you. Even a really bad death rate from this is three to 6%, which is still six out of a hundred people die. That, that would be actually terrible. But in the grand scheme of things, pretty low chance you actually will have massive, uh, side effects of it, but there's some practical side effects of it. If you were to test positive for this, you will be quarantined in your house, uh, and not able to go out in public. Uh, and that's just an annoyance and that uh, will could take multiple weeks. You could give it to your kids. You could give it to old family members who actually do have really high 20 to 30% plus death rates uh, from this. So social distancing, just be responsible there. That's something I'm doing. Uh, online fast. This is something I noticed to myself this morning. I'm not an anxious, stressed person really at all. But I noticed my own psyche being affected by this this morning and me just feeling heavy and down and a little sad. Um, so this morning... Uh, or you, actually yesterday, I started timing myself instead of scrolling through Twitter and scrolling through Facebook and reading stuff and watching videos. All that stuff can be healthy and fine. Uh, I started setting myself a, a five-minute timer, and at the end of five minutes, I had to put it down for 30 minutes, and I set another timer for 30 minutes. It just gave some space for like things to settle. And even this morning, I turned off my phone at 7 a.m., and I'm not turning it back on until noon. So if you're trying to text me, you might want to send me a base camp message. <laughs> uh, and I noticed somebody, I don't remember who it was now. I've read so much stuff about this. I uh, talked about taking a dopamine fast and how dopamine can be a very positive thing for you. And dopamine is, is the is the chemical that your body releases whenever, I think it's like satisfaction or, or like when you see a text message, you're like, oh, a text message, let me check it. Or, oh, a new Facebook thing, let me check it. Or, oh, 
I went to the gym and got a good, uh, had a good workout, dopamine release. And you can actually flood your system with that, and that can become a negative thing and actually be counterproductive. So having a dopamine fast, 48 hours, turn off phone, turn off social, turn off news, just like just get rid of all that stuff for a time period. If that's something I've done, might be helpful for you if you find yourself in a similar position. So take care of yourself first. Second thing, take care of your family. Some things we've done, just very basic things. I wouldn't just pulled a little bit of cash out of the bank just in case worst case scenario happens. We have a little cash sitting around. Uh, you don't have to do that. That's probably extreme, but something I did that that made me feel more at ease. Uh, hold some basics, like get it a little extra food. Don't go crazy. Don't wipe out Walmart with three years of supply of toilet paper or, or pop tarts or something crazy. But hey, Chris mentioned this yesterday. Uh, he's they bought ten percent more food than normal over the last four weeks. That's probably a reasonable thing to do. Uh, you will can run through that after the fact. You can donate some to the food pantry, but like hold some basics just in case a bad situation happens. Uh, one link I'll give you here is my friend Nat's protocol. This will probably be on the more extreme side of things. Um, this, this is his current protocol for um, himself, current social distancing, no longer going to big group events, no more air travel, no going downtown to offices, no big restaurants, bars, places with less than 20 people. Uh, if things, he lives in Alston, if there is a local death or local you know, cases you know, go up rapidly, then quarantine himself in his house, some supplies he's having, and he lists out some things you might consider getting. I'm going to go through this list this morning and probably pick up a few of these myself. So a little few tips here and there, but take care of yourself first. Take care of your family second and check on your neighbors, like check in with them, share what you're going through, pray together. I'm going to give you some examples of some cool stuff I've seen come out of this and some really cool stuff that can happen in times like this. Um, but take care of yourself. Make sure you're taken care of and you're keeping yourself mentally and physically sharp and you're taking basic precautions. Take care of your family. Take basic precautions there. You're not silly for having you know two pounds of beef frozen in your freezer right now. Like, do you have to do that? Not at all. Like, and you probably will never have to use it. But could you take some basic precautions? Maybe so. Does that help you um, feel relaxed? Go do it. Like, no big deal. Take care of your neighbors. Like, use this time to check in with them. Have conversations with people maybe you haven't had conversations with before. Share stuff. Lots of cool things can happen from that. We'll talk about that in the second section. So I'm taking advantage of the situation. Uh, all right, so that's yourself. First, start with yourself. Get yourself in order first. And then some stuff we're doing at Growth Tools. Uh, number one, we're going to postpone the retreat. I can't imagine the scenario where uh, 10 days from now, any of us will feel super great about flying across the country um, and standing in lines with lots of people, um, potentially getting it ourselves, spreading it to other people, maybe one out of the 12 of us getting sick from it. Uh, there's just too many downsides from that. Um, so we're, me and Bethany are going to talk today, leadership team will talk today and over the next couple of days about can we recreate this online. Uh, we'll probably do some version of that, but we'll let you know as things develop there. Uh, so we're going to attempt to refund on the house. We'll attempt to reschedule all your flights. We're going to cancel or reschedule speakers. Uh, so we're, me and Bethany and leadership team are working through that over the next few days to figure out what this looks like, but we're not going to San Diego. Uh, active communication. I'm going to keep communicating with you guys. Uh, hopefully, like there's been good news this morning. The stock market futures, I haven't seen what it opened at this morning, but futures were up over 5% this morning, which is good news. I feel like we need some positive news in the news cycle, so that's a good thing. Uh, so postpone retreat, you can go ahead and mentally release yourself from having to travel during the retreat. Those of you that are concerned, those of you that really want to go, I'm super disappointed. Like I was really, really looking forward to this. Uh, and obviously, we'll lose a little money over this and um, not being able to get refunds, I'm sure, on some things. But Bethany is actively working on trying to do that. Active communication, we're going to continue communicating to you guys throughout it, adjust plans and tweak things here and there uh, so that there's no as, as little negative side effect to the business as possible. Uh, we're going to trim some obvious expenses. Me and Becca uh, had just been looking at some basics. We'll cut some fat. 
Um, no drastic changes or anything, but we'll audit our recurring expenses and some things and see if there's just easy areas to cut from in case sales do go down. Uh, we don't cut into profit margin or cut into savings at all. We're also going to try to hold cash for the time being for the next three to six months. So we're going to defer paying taxes. Um, the government's supposed to vote on this, uh, no uh, doing this without penalty. Um, but we're going to hold the cash, the tax payments we're going to make, uh, I think Monday, whenever those are due. Uh, for the business uh, until later this fall. Um, so either there'll be a slight penalty for that or not, but that's fine. I'd rather have the cash savings in, aside for uh, for options down the road if, t if sales go down. So we're gonna be smart about that and hold some cash. Uh, the good thing is we hold, we hold a decent amount of cash anyway. We have about six months of expenses in the bank. Uh, so I don't expect any drastic changes uh, to happen from anything. So we're fairly healthy there, uh, feel good. Um, I, we probably hold more cash than any friends I know that run similar businesses uh, for times like this. Like you never know when these are going to come. So I'd rather have cash and not have to make any drastic changes up front. I know friends that are already having to lay off people and that kind of thing. We're not even remotely close to any of that uh, and don't forecast that in the future at all. All right. So step one, take precautions. All this is healthy, moderated, normal level stuff. I would encourage you, evaluate you, yourself, your family, your neighbors. What precautions can you take? Evaluate your role in the company. What general precautions could you take? Second thing, and this is where I get excited, is how can we take advantage of this? Like, how could we, and maybe a better way to frame this is how could we turn this into a positive thing? Um, that's what I mean by taking advantage. Uh, on a personal note, I think I've experienced this living on the Gulf Coast my whole life um, and having lots of hurricanes and, and localized, you know, big upheavals like this. Um, Broken routines and broken patterns can equal new opportunities for connections with friends, neighbors, and families, and things you didn't even think about. Uh, a couple examples of this. I don't know if I've spelled this correctly, but this is a firsthand account from, let me zoom into this, from a lady, um, Rachel Franks, who lives in Wuhan province in China. Um, and she wrote this a few days ago. This is, I don't know, five days ago now. Um, and this is a first-hand account of what's happened during the quarantine in China. And I'm going to skim through a few of these because this is really cool stuff. Like, this is the epicenter of everything. And she's talking about all the awesome stuff that's happened as a result of this really not great event. Uh, Wuhan, it's roughly 48 days. It's roughly 48 days of the city's quarantine. We've been locked in our apartment complex for many weeks. I haven't eaten out since January 19th. We're living in such strange times. After my last post, which was all about locks on doors and further restrictions, literally China's locking people in apartments to contain things, my husband asked me if I've posted any of the good, but, but well, but nothing. That convicted me. <laughs> so, from my epicenter, so from the epicenter of the coronavirus, here's just some of the good we've been experiencing from the lockdown. Our family life has never been better. We spent more time with each other. Um, we've learned how to accept help from others. During this time, we've had to rely on others. Shopping is so much easier now. They deliver it to us. Right now, I hear birds outside my window. I never used to think there were birds, and now I hear them. Spring is absolutely amazing. God, give look, uh, God has given us glimpses of the beauty that comes. My cooking has gotten way more creative <laughs> because it's had to. Uh, we've taken more naps. We've been reading more, connected with a lot of old friends and family we never had before. We still work and do school, but all from home. Flexible hours, not perfect, but it's productive. We're, experience, we're ex exercising more because we borrowed a rowing machine from school right before our lockdown. Um, I could devote a whole post to the amazing community we've been blessed with because of this. We live near four other staff members, most of whom we didn't know well all at all prior. And he, she goes on and on with positive benefits from this. I've linked this up in the document. Here's a picture of her with some coworkers that she never really talked to or, or worked with before. Um, so 
I've experienced similar things in a much smaller microcosm after hurricanes and big natural disasters. The crazy thing is the the entire country and much of the entire world is experiencing this, experiencing this at one time. Another cool personal way to take advantage of this or turn this into a positive. Let me actually write that phrasing. Turn this into a positive. I'll clean that up in a minute. Um, is, uh, this is somebody I saw on Twitter last night. I love this. Uh, my church canceled. And this is like a Facebook ad guy. I didn't even realize I was a Christian. But you do your version of this. You don't have to be a Christian. This isn't about faith. But a way to turn this into a positive. My church canceled services through March, and all I want right now is to be in community with my friends, worshiping and praying. This may be weird, but for any Christians that follow me and are up for it, I may do a Zoom tomorrow to pray over our world. If interested, DM me. He had hundreds of people DM me, and he turned that into a positive online and had a big Zoom session where they prayed for each other. Um, Super cool. Let's see. Um, Yeah, so I just wrote a note here. Yeah, the amount uh, I used to look forward to hurricanes. Obviously, I didn't want anybody to die or anybody to lose their houses. But one of the cool things that would happen in there is people would rally and talk and commune and spend time with neighbors and spend time helping each other in a way that never happened previously. Those of you that were, um, you know, older when 9/11 happened, you saw this then too. Like the, the amount of like togetherness and community that happened during that time period was exponentially higher than any time period I can remember in my life, except around hurricanes when that happened in super localized communities when they hit. Um, shared first time, ex- oh yeah, this is something our counselor told us recently. Shared first time experiences is the best way to bond. And all of us are going through a massive shared first time experience. None of us have ever experienced anything like what's happening right now. Literally every sporting event canceled, every conference canceled, every church canceled. Soon, I would imagine local governments and federal governments will start shutting down and, and severely limiting what's going on. Maybe airports shutting down. Like None of us have ever seen this before, and all of us are going through this for the first time. So use this as a way to bond, and it will happen like that. Like We will be bonded and talk about this experience in a way that we haven't talked about stuff in the past, and that's a positive. Uh, obviously, there is negative, and we don't want to, like we want to grieve and pray and serve those who have died and are sick and have lost, because there's lots of that going on. Um, but there's positives that happen from that as well. And it's good to, to balance that. Like the negatives need to be talked about. The negatives need to be served. The negatives uh, need to be, you know, mourned with and, and talked about, but let's not forget the positives as well. Let's talk about both of those things because they're equal. Uh, take advantage. Let's talk about, so that's on a personal level. I'd love to hear, by the way, I'd love to hear uh, some more of y'all's ideas on how you could take advantage and turn this into a positive on a personal level. Uh, and some ideas of what you're thinking on taking precautions on a personal and business level as well. Do you have more ideas on things we could take precautions with as a business? Do you have more things, more ideas on how we could take uh, precautions on a personal level? I'd love to hear your feedback. So those are some ways you could take advantage of this, turn this into a positive on a personal level. Here's some ways we're turning this into a positive on a company's, on a business level. Here's a fact. The biggest transfers of wealth happened in times of crisis. Um, I haven't fact-checked this recently, but a few years ago I read a book or a post or something that mentioned... I think the I think this was right, or it's directionally accurate. <laughs> um, the 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 biggest single piece of privately owned land in the country is the King's Ranch in Texas. It's like six to eight million acres, and the three times at which they added the most land to that were during the Civil War, the Great Depression, and World War II, because those were times when the market was down, and they took advantage of that. They turned it into a positive by giving the people who couldn't owned that land anymore, who couldn't make the payments, and they bought that land from them, added it to theirs, and now they have the single biggest piece of privately owned land in the country because they turned it into a positive during negative times and were able to help those people out, acquire that land, and amass wealth in the, in the time period. 
So that's one thought. Biggest transfers of wealth happen in time of crisis. Number two, we are not victim victims. Even if you are a victim, it doesn't help you. Generally, this is my experience. You might disagree with this. would love to, to have conversations and, and hear your perspective on this. Almost never have I found it helpful to look at myself as a victim, even if I am a victim. It puts me at a place of inaction, not at a place of action. Now, maybe maybe if you've experienced severe personal trauma, you need to work through that with a counselor, and maybe, maybe it is helpful to process through that. But in my context, in this situation, we are not victims of the coronavirus at Growth Tools. That's a fact. <laughs> Uh, so by looking at it as, huh, how could we turn this into a positive? How could we take advantage of the situation? What are ways we could do that? Uh, what are the opportunities? Let's use figured out language. What are the opportunities and obstacles? What are the opportunities that we have now? I think this is a very empowering. This is a very um, debilitating way to look at it as we are victims. But the very empowering way to look at it is what are the opportunities that we have now as a company that we didn't have two days ago? Because the psychology and the focus of the entire world and country has completely changed in 48 hours. That almost never happens. So what opportunities does that present us now that it didn't present us before? Here's a few that I've talked about and I've brainstormed. I'd love to hear yours as well. Number one, talk to clients. Like, let's have a live call with clients. Let's email them. Let's Let's educate and coach them and share with them, maybe even this video of how we're thinking through and how we're processing through this so they can take it from a negative into a positive for them. Even if they're experiencing real life, like if you're a restaurant right now, if you're in the cruise industry, if you're in the travel industry, if you're in the entertainment industry, like you're, you're definitely experiencing a negative right now. Uh, those are industries that are directly negatively impacted. But how could we flip this for them? How could we help them think through this be emotionally and personally stable and take precautions and then take advantage of this, turn this into a positive for them. So let's educate our clients through this. Number two, how could we talk with our audience about this? Could we email them sharing how we're thinking through this and how we're turning this into a positive? Uh, could we teach through this? Should we show them the opportunity that exists now that didn't exist before? Let me give you an example. Most businesses we work with aren't in the entertainer, entertainment, hospitality, and travel industry. So most of the people we work with are not directly negatively affected like everybody's and somewhat indirectly affected by a negative economy but uh, like some businesses are thriving like Amazon like they're thriving right now grocery stores thriving right now people that make COVID tests right now COVID tests like thriving right now uh, so some some businesses are directly thriving some businesses are directly negative we're kind of sitting in the middle of it. like it could go either way depending on how we frame it and look at it and the actions we take so what are the opportunities we could show our clients like let, let's imagine right now there's a client or a prospective client who wanted to wanted to grow their business. Like right now, the psychology change of the last 48 hours is, and most business owners and most employees, I would imagine, is, dang, like, is the, are we about to be in a recession? Or are sales about to go down? Like, those are questions I've asked myself. And so what if we are the way, the opportunity we show them, the opportunity we're presented as a company is our mission as a company is to help our clients' businesses grow. We are actually the solution for our clients because we can show them ways they can grow in this time. So let me give you an example of that using partnerships. If someone pitched a partner two weeks ago and that partner didn't respond to them uh, and they did a good job of that and, and they reached out to them, identified them, they, they sent an email and they didn't respond. What if they responded today? What if they just hit reply to that email, the pitch they sent and said, hey, Steve, CMO of Acme, you know, yoga.com. Um, 
you know, right now I know like I, I'm kind of concerned about our business growing. I'm, I'm concerned about sales going down. I would have to do a partnership with you where I promote you to my list of a thousand people or my Facebook group of 400 people or on my email list of 500,000 people and directly generate sales for you. And oh, by the way, let's do the same thing. You promote me, I promote you. And we'll have sales tomorrow from that. And that email has a substantially higher chance of getting answered today because of the psychology of that CMO or that founder has totally changed now. And it's gone from thriving 11 straight years of bull market to all of a sudden, ooh, Dow dropped by 30%. Sales might suck. Maybe we're entering a recession. I have no idea. But I'm all of a sudden concerned about my sales, concerned about my metrics in a way I was never concerned about 48 hours ago. So let's take advantage of that. You use that to promote each other, to generate sales, because those partnerships are the route to generating sales for that partner. And they are the route to generating sales for you. So could we have booking emails talking about that? Could we tell our clients that? How could we take advantage of that? How could we turn this into a positive for them, for our clients and for our audience? So email them sharing what we're doing. Let's teach them through this. Let's talk about taking precautions is healthy. Taking advantage and turning this into a positive is healthy. Let's do both of those things at the same time. You don't have to just take precautions, not market, not talk about anything. You can take precautions and make sure you're healthy and market and take advantage of this at the same time. Internally, I want to have our best month ever. We're on track for that right now. We're on track for 52 new clients, I think Sam said, uh, this month. Let's do that. Our best month ever, I think, is 43 deals. Let's have our best month ever. So we went ahead, uh, me, Sam, Chris, and uh, we're all together yesterday, and we put together something we called, the, I think this was right, the, the, the Corona Recovery Package. Uh, I think we called it the package. And here's the package. We're rolling this out to the sales guys today, and maybe Sam's already done it. But... If they haven't, sales gas, Sam will get with you after you watch this video and realize I've told you about it. Uh, we're going to offer on all sales calls starting immediately. Uh, anybody that purchases between now and end of April, they're going to get a free one-on-one -on -one call with me. And they're going to get a ticket to an in-person mastermind event where it'll just be a handful of small private people with me and the coaches in Nashville where we'll be able to mastermind together. Obviously, we won't be able to fulfill that until all this coronavirus stuff has died down. But you'll get for the same price, $7,69.50, you'll get a one-on-one -on -one call with me for 30 minutes to mastermind together with me. And you'll also get live mastermind that we typically charge $10,000 for. You'll get invited in person for free to that in Nashville. We'll have two of those fall and winter once all this has died down. And you'll get invited to that for free. You don't have to buy the ticket at all. So we're going to roll that out for the sales guys as an incentive for those people to act now. And as a incentive for them to not scare them, to get them thinking from a hope-based, take advantage of uh, place and turn this into a positive place. We want to book more SQLs. We want more people looking to us right now. And, and I want to make sure I don't talk about this the wrong way. I want us to be positioned as the solution for their business not stalling out, for their sales not going down, but mitigating that risk and giving them actionable hope hope-based, non-fear-based, exact plans for how to grow your business right now. Let's not hold the status quo. Let's not go down. Let's have our best month ever in March and April. And I think that's possible for most businesses. If you're in the the, the, you know, the travel, the, the hospitality, the entertainment industry, you're not about to have your best month ever. You're not, you can't even sell stuff right now. But if you're not in those, if you're in teaching-based stuff, if you're in online marketing, like you can, you can do really well right now. If you educate your clients through this and show them the opportunity, and we can do that. That's the business we are in. We're in the business of coaching and helping people with their marketing. So let's show them that. And let's use booking emails and booking methods and Facebook ads and emails that go out and case studies that go out that show people how we can do that. And we're doubling down. We're about to actually hire two agencies to work with us. Like things are on sale right now. Prices are going down. 
and I see this as a giant opportunity for our company to um, to hire, to help, and to market in a way we've never marketed before and show people hope through this. Not in a weird, sleazy, take advantage of them negative way, but turn this into a positive for our clients and for ourselves. So that's how we're thinking through this. That's how I want you guys to be thinking through this. I'd love to hear other answers to this question. What are opportunities that are presented now that weren't present 48 hours ago that we can use to turn this event into a positive for our company and for our clients? And what are some ways you can turn this into a positive for yourself and for your neighbors and for your family? And what are some precautions we can take? What are some precautions we can take as a company? What are some precautions we can take personally? So post those uh, below this message. We'll also talk about that at lunchtime when we have our conversation. But those are some thoughts for me today. Uh, it can be scary, and it should be. Like, scare, having fear is not bad. Fear is not a liar. Fear tells the truth. <laughs> fear tells you, hmm, maybe I should take some precautions. It also should tell you you should also take advantage and turn this into a positive. So do both of those things. That's what we're going to be doing as a company. We're going to continue having conversations and figuring out ways to take precautions and turn this into a positive at the same time. All right, guys, I appreciate all you. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I'll share this doc so you have all the links and everything uh, that um, I mentioned throughout this. If you want to read up on any of this, you can. Appreciate y'all. See you at lunch. Most coaches and consultants who have a resource that they give away online aren't leveraging their thank you page also referred to as a confirmation page, the way they should. Your thank you page is actually an opportunity to generate additional traffic to your website if you do the right things to make it go viral. This month only, I'm giving away my viral thank you page playbook, which includes everything you need to make your thank you page become a viral traffic source to your website, resulting in a lot more leads for you. You can grab it for free this month only at growthtools.com forward slash free. Again, that's growthtools.com forward slash free.